Hey, 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 welcome to another Arcade Attack. I'm your host for today, Rob, and with me are... Adrian. I'm here. And Dilsey. Yes. And back in the house, <laughs> Keith. I'm back again. <laughs> he's back again. How long will it be before I go away? He's no, had some Pepto-Bismol and he's good to <laughs> yes. go. Yes. He's yep. good to I'm go. Fine. No digestive troubles. But we're actually in the room together. <laughs> Yeah, um, first time in a long time. In your face, Boris Johnson. Yeah, we're not breaking any rules. Nope. No. We're, we're well apart from each other. Yeah. Are we two meters apart? Spitting yes. distance. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I Let me just check it. <laughs> no, not really. That's disgusting, though. No. <laughs> Forget that joke. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, some of you will remember that this time a year ago, we covered Mortal Kombat because middle of September, Mortal Monday. Yep, yep. And of course, it is a year on from there and, uh, a year on from Mortal Kombat, what was coming out on Mortal Tuesday, Mortal Kombat 2. Yep, yep. Every so, year we're going to do a Mortal Kombat thing. Yeah, every year we're going to commemorate, commemorate the 26th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> 26, baby. Yeah. Good age. Yeah, but um, obviously we, I think we'd all played Mortal Kombat. I'm guessing we've all also played Mortal Kombat 2 quite extensively. I'm sure I borrowed it off Keith or one of those. No, the, I had three. Three, ah, yeah, yeah. I when didn't did I have to, I didn't own two. Okay. I did play it, but not extensively. So I have, I have rehearsed two lately, but uh, three was very good. Anyway, this is not about good. three. This is about That's next year, mate. Come on. Next year. Yeah, we'll do it for next year. <laughs> uh, I'm a massive fan. I played it a lot on the Amiga. Um, huge amount. On the of- Amiga? What? Yeah. Anyway, we'll come back to that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? We're going to get on to that later on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I don't know like how well the three of you remember the Mortal Kombat episode we did. But uh, basically, um, we did the Mortal Kombat films as well. We don't we don't have to talk about that. But, um, you know, we kind of finished the Mortal Kombat episode, and it's like it's been a really big success. But you know, it was okay. The game itself. Pretty good, but you know, it was a good alternative to Street Fighter, but I don't think any of us thought it was on the same level as Street Fighter 2, right? Definitely not. No. No. So, um, but obviously kind of getting back to what Mortal Kombat did, originally came out in 1992 and was a huge success in the arcades. When I say it was a huge success, how big are we talking? 24,000 units sold up to 2002, $570 million revenue. I mean, to put it in perspective, 24,000, that's more than three times as much as Hang On sold, four times as much as Tetris sold in the arcade, and even 50% more than Dragon's Lair, which, as we kind of covered in that episode, the, like, the biggest hit of the year, and I think one big. of the, yeah, we'll one of the biggest times big. for arcades. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, huge hit in the arcade at that point. Obviously, like, there's a kind of bit of a pressure. There's like a bit of pressure to do a sequel, but Midway, uh, the company who was doing it, they were not only working on uh, Mortal Kombat 2 at the time, they were working on another game which we also covered in a past episode. Amy Jam? Correct. Boom, shakalaka. Uh, yeah, and as we kind of covered in the episode, Midway actually had two separate teams, each working on the game kind of side by side. There was like a little bit of rivalry going on there. Um, but like apparently, according to what I can gather, NBA Jam came out in the arcades in May 93, and Mortal Kombat 2 came out the following month in June. Mm. I say like the following month because Mortal Kombat 2 is a weird one. They kind of brought out an initial version first, and they kind of kept bringing out new versions they were working on, a bit like kind of modern games in a sense, like in this the way that you might get a very loose kind of version of the game comes out and you get patches. Like an Ugh. 
Yeah. <laughs> like any modern game ever released today, you mean? Pretty yeah, pretty much. But that was kind of hard that what they were doing in the arcade. You have all these different kind of versions of Mortal Kombat 2 coming out every two or three months with new stuff added or kind of taken away. A lot of the, we'll get on to kind of some of the stuff, uh, as we kind of go on through this. But what was the idea for Mortal Kombat 2? According to Ed Boone, the Mortal Kombat team had been thinking of doing a Star Wars game next. Yeah. What? I know. I, I mean, the, I'm taking a quite like these quotes for the pinch of salt because, as far as I'm aware, Midway did not have the Star Wars rights, did they? Well, I've been lucky enough to interview a certain member called John Tobias. Oh, yeah. Yes. We'll, and I, I asked him about. We, we were talking about that, and yeah, there, he was working on a Star Wars fighting game. Um, there's, uh, you know, not much went into it. He was saying, but there were some screenshots, a, f- a few playable bits. You could be Darth Vader. Um, I think they did have the rights, I think, um, to do it. Or, I've, or maybe he told me they approached uh, George Lucas at the time of the idea. I don't know if it was rejected, but it was a while since I spoke to him. But yeah, he talks about do it. Do you know what actually could be possible? Because I think it's Sculptured Software, the game, the company that actually adapted the game for the SNES, and also did Super Star Wars in 1992. So it's possible they actually had the gaming rights. I think it would work. I think it's a franchise with enough players, enough interest, and um, different fighting sky- uh, styles um, I think it would be, pr- be like good, Soul actually. Calibur, wouldn't it? Yeah, with the, with the lightsabers, lightsabers, yeah, with lightsabers and things, and yeah. Chewbacca going. Oh, that's that's the worst. Chewbacca. Well, just confuses Chewbacca's the other player. <laughs> Chewbacca can turn into a parrot. You know, that's nice. I don't know Star Wars too well, but Chewbacca <laughs> is Chewbacca a parrot? <laughs> yeah, but no, that could work, couldn't it? Yeah, I think you should have been doing the sequels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that was like, I think that was what they were going to do first originally, but the general manager urged them to do a sequel and they just thought, okay. Um, Boone, but having said that, Boone has also talked about how the mania of the home versions of Mortal Kombat was kind of all around them while they were making the sequel, but mm. it actually hit the arcades, uh, three months before the console versions of the first game came out. So I don't really know how much to read into that. Anyway, um, get on to like the main plot. The, as I'm sure you all remember, like the main plot to Mortal Kombat 2, but basically, uh, Shang Tsung loses to Liu Kang, I think in canon story after the, in the first game, and he begs his master, Shao Kahn, who none of us knew existed before this, <laughs> for his life, and to atone for his failures, he like lures the human characters to the outworld, which means in this game, you have a mix of human and outworld mm. characters. And all the fighting takes place in outworld settings, as opposed to the first game where everything I love was kind that. of on. I felt I love that they could have just like kept it the same, mm-hmm. whacked in a few more human characters, and just gone with well, Scorpion was barely human, was he? So and then yeah, they just did this crazy kind of thing. I mean, technically, Raiden wasn't human either. Yeah. And God of Thunder, yeah, God of Thunder. He's come down to bless us, the God of Thunder. Carry on, <laughs> Christophe Lambert. Christophe Lambert. Uh, yeah, and they got Dan Forden back to the music, um, kind of same guys in the first one. In fact, I think he may have done the music for all the games. Will we close again in for a podcast or an interview or something? Was I think it, um, it was discussed. I might have tweeted him or something, but yeah. it just oh, well. one of these fizzled out. Yeah, yeah, that tends to happen with us. Anyway, yeah, I think his face is in the game, isn't it? it like, well, maybe it's the first game, but I think he pops up. Cooey. Isn't he the person that go? Yeah, I think he might be the toasty, guy. toasty. I think he's. Maybe, I might be wrong, but <laughs> I think, I think he's it was one of uh, think, Boone and Tobias. Yeah, so did I. I think that's Boone. I thought, I don't know. Anyway, toasty. <laughs> That's all that matters. Anyway, uh, there are seven characters in the first game. Uh, there are 12 in this one. Out go Kano and Sonya. Um, in come Kitana, like, in come, we'll 
go through the new characters now. Mm. Kitana, an art world princess who's been an assassin for her stepfather, Shao Kahn. But it turns out she's actually been brainwashed. Oh, no. Um, she's actually like a princess of the, de- like the deposed art world ruler. Mm-hmm. And she's, I think Shang Tsung has used magic or something. We knew this from the film. And she's a really popular character. She's got a lot of fans. Yay! <laughs> Everyone got that joke at home. Everyone got it. End it was a good podcast. one. <laughs> it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she's like a, a bl- she's like a ninja who fights in blue, and because it's Mortal Kombat, and we have all the palette swaps. There's also a purple female ninja <laughs> called Melina, who's a twin sister, or is she? Is she? Question mark. Uh, no, she isn't, it turns out. She's actually a clone, and um, you kind of get that when she rips off the mask for the fatality, and like she has a big tongue comes out and yes. yeah. crushes people. Have you got a good way new, to go, though? The new Jurassic Park film, Jurassic World 2, I think it's called. No, Fallen Kingdom. Oh, my God. With the clone story. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're a Spider-Man the fan... The look you're giving me one. And when the girl goes, <laughs> I had to... I had to release the spoiler alert. <laughs> she had to release the dinosaurs because they need to be free like me. And I'm a clone. I'm oh, a clone. Yeah. I mean, if you anything know... With a, yeah, anything with a clone story. Yeah, if you know Spider-Man, you know clones are always a bad idea. Never no, works. They're never a good idea in any fiction, are they? <laughs> no. no. Never really works out no. for the best. No. Anyway, um, yeah, go, moving on. Jax, the first black Mortal Kombat character. Uh, he's like the special forces guy who's looking for his partner, partner, Sonya Blade. And he has like big robot sidearms that are super strong. Well, he's not going to find her in this game. Well, she is, does make an appearance in this game. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll get onto that later on. Um, he was originally going to be in the lineup for the first game. The character design was in the lineup for the first game, but he had a different name then. A name that turned up later on. He was called Striker. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think uh, there just wasn't space for him, so they didn't put him in. Um, moving on. Kung Lao, a Shaolin monk like Liu Kang. Yes, descended from like a Mortal Kombat champion centuries before. And he has this cool razor-edged hat. Yes. Oh, yeah, of course. That like throws at people and uses it to c- kind of cut them right in half. Oh, he's really cool. I like him as a character, actually. Yeah. I think his design is great. Yeah. Uh, you have Baraka. Like another Shao Kahn yes, crony. I'm, I'm Team Baraka over here, mate. You're Team Baraka. Like what was that a meme that you did about Baraka? <laughs> it's not about how hard you can scratch. It's how hard you can get scratch and keep moving forward. <laughs> That's how winning is done. That's Rocky slash Baraka. That's Dyer is what it is. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Age. Adrian's upped his meme game lately. Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about those another time. But he, he has upped it. He has, he, he has upped it. Anyway, he's from this race of mutants, and they all have, like, huge, sharp teeth. And uh, he also has, like, these huge knife blades trapped to each arm. He actually looks like a grown-up ninja version of the children from the film The Brood. Never seen it. Never seen it. It's, it's like, prime early era Cronenberg. So not only is it really cool and scary, but it has this, like, a jaw-dropping kind of reveal scene at the end. Which, if you haven't seen The Brood, you definitely should watch it and do not read any spoilers. Okay. All right. Good to know. Anyway, uh, it kind of looks like a grown-up version of that. In the original kind of concept for the game, um, their idea was that everyone in, the art, everyone in Art World was going to be of that like race. Oh, okay. But then... What, the Baraka race? Yeah, including Shao Kahn, apparently. That was a limited... Yeah. Mm. No. There's only room for one Baraka. I like how crazy they went with this. No, you're gone. Yeah. Mm. 
Well, no, in the game's law, there's actually many Barakas, but he's the only one you see. Oh. <gasps> well, okay. I, um, but they're not called Barakas. Only he is called Baraka, but they're like the race of mutants have a different name. They're, but they do call them mutants in the game. Okay. They seem like pretty nice people, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, moving on. Rep, uh, reptile. A Palatropus scorpion in Sub-Zero, but he dresses in green, and he's a lizard in human form. Like uh, David Icke said. <laughs> <laughs> You've just listed uh, a couple of my favourite characters, really. Baraka. And who was the person? David Icke. That... David Icke. <laughs> huh? David Icke. David Icke. David Icke. I mean, he is a character. <laughs> yeah, he's a character for sure. No, but I, I love Baraka. I love um, Reptile. And the person before, I always forget his name. Kang Lao. Kang Lao. They're, 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 they just, they're brilliant. Brilliant additions. I think so as well. Like, and he can spit acid out of his mouth too. Yes. And there's also a couple of new bosses. Goro's not in this either. No, Sec- I like Goro. Anyway. The secondary boss is called Kintaro. Kintaro. He's okay. like Shao Kahn's bodyguard, and he's like the same race as Goro. He's called a Shokan. Mm. And uh, he's got four arms as well, but he's got tiger stripes all over him. I can't. There's course, a reason yeah. for it, but I can't remember why. His uh, mum is a tiger? <laughs> I Possibly? don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or a zebra? Or a zebra? <laughs> Um, anyway, he shoots fire out of his mouth, like Dalsim style, and he jumps up through the screen to stomp you like M. Bison, but yeah, yeah he actually goes up through the screen, and mm. if you get close to him, he'll catch you and just pound you on the ground. Yeah, I love that, I love that. He's a hard bastard. And then Shao Kahn's the main boss, the emperor of art world, he's like super fast, super strong, and super evil. And he carries a big hammer like Thor. Um, and if you fight him, you go to his level, you actually see Kano and Sonya like tied up in the background. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's a nice touch. Uh, apparently, the idea behind Mortal Kombat Two is to expand the story, um, in, and the, like. The idea of this mysterious evil emperor was stolen from Star Wars. Oh yeah, mm. like I mean, so you... they kind of got Star Wars in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but it's like kind of. I guess the idea, maybe not what the emperor became, obviously because it was the nineties. But the idea of like there was this mysterious evil emperor, no mm. one really knew what his kind of. His, I guess, intentions were just he was really evil and wanted to dominate and destroy everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before um, the other films ruined him. Yeah. Before he was called Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from that now. Anyway, carry on. Before, uh, but we knew that Palpatine had sex. <laughs> Family-friendly pod. Family-friendly pod. <laughs> this, this pod may contain adult <laughs> themes. I'm pretty sure uh, the last Star Wars film was... PG at the most. No, I don't know anymore. I get confused by. I've it all. given up with him. Sorry, sorry, Star Wars fan. Have any yeah. of us actually seen the last Star Wars film? Because I haven't. I nope. just know of no. of the plot. Nope, nope. Last Star Wars film I saw was Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> no, Revenge of the Sith. I've not seen any of the recent ones. The first one I thought was alright, but I just I think I was watching Rogue One like I, on a plane. I got through about twenty minutes and just thought. I'm bored by this. I don't care about like... Just turn it pl- off, man. Yeah. I don't care about like the Death Star plans. I don't care about any of these people. I just thought like I've seen enough Star Wars for one lifetime and switched it off and just have not been tempted to watch yeah, anything that's else. It, isn't it? That's it. When you tack on sequels to like to like popular films, if you don't care about the new characters, you just Never won't get win. it. Yeah. You will literally just drop it. Matrix, hello. But but not Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Apparently there's a new Matrix coming out. <laughs> yeah, Matrix oh, 4. I heard that, yeah. 
Pe- um, people love Reloaded and uh, the last one, Revolution, so much they demanded a fourth film. Oh, I really find that quite hard <laughs> to believe. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got the money for the fourth film. Can, okay. you, can you believe that? Yes, I can, because well, no yeah. one else comes up with any ideas. But it's Keanu Reeves' purple patch, isn't it? You know, that makes He's sense. back in, mate. He's going to yeah. be in Cyberpunk, isn't he? Actually, yeah, someone... Yeah. I saw this interesting tweet the other day. I thought it was really interesting. Avatar was one of the biggest films of all time, correct? Yep. Yeah. Oh, God, it was so boring. But, yes. Second biggest film of all time. It was the biggest until the last Avengers film. There you go. But it's probably one of the biggest films of all time that's left the least important mark in, in movie history. Yeah. yeah. Can you name a character or a quote from that film? Because I, no, I just can't. I like the bit where the bad guys it tries to like shoot them all. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm cheering him on. <laughs> and he fails. No though. one cares about Avatar. They were called the Navi or something, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Okay, Keith. Nah, I remember them. Nah, well, was it nah, nah, Navi? Navi. Navi Blue, because they were blue. Blue. Navi Blue. Navi Blue. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, don't you mean Dancers with Smurfs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was bad. It was a bad film. Although it didn't help that I, it was one of the well, first 3D, proper 3D yeah, films, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I watched it. IMAX I first that. watched it on DVD on like an old plasma 14. telly. Oh, okay. And it was like, this is boring. Anyway, Avatar. Avatar bashing <laughs> Avatar, is over. Yes. Sorry, Avatar fans. Moving on. Yeah, moving up. Let's get back to what we were talking about before the Star Wars bashing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't remember. Real us in, Rob. Real us in. Uh, no, but like kind of getting back onto Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, let's go on to the changes. First of all, everyone looks fleshed out. Mm. The characters all look fleshed out. Do you like the better broadcast quality kind of camera the developers used for the rotoscoping process? Mm-hmm. Proper like 20 grand HD kind of camera instead of... I think a much lower grade one they used for the first mm-hmm. game. And I think most of the returning characters look more, like more detailed versions of like the ones in the first game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of see the more concrete visual changes would come in Mortal Kombat 3. A lot of the characters, but I think this one, they'll generally look like the versions from the first game, but mm-hmm. higher quality. Um, the biggest change in returning character was Shang Tsung, who's now a playable character who's been de-aged in storyline terms because... He looks the, pretty cool. He looks he does, like he should be out of a circus or something. Like he looks hat. pretty cool. He's uh, yeah. like a little kind of um, mini Fez hat he has. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like that's in storyline terms, part of his deal with Shao Kahn. Yep. Got to make them deals. But uh, yeah, you can play as him, and you, if you play as him, you can morph into any character in the game and do their moves in addition to having your own moves. Nice. That's a cheap player, isn't it? Really. Well, if you, it's quite difficult. I remember it being quite difficult to change characters as him. Like it's quite difficult to. I think try to get the combos. It's not yeah. even that. I think it's like finding the actual time to um, do it without say, getting yeah, hit by to, the other person to execute the move to change into another character. Yeah. You play yes, the game. Yeah, I never, I never mm. managed to do you, anything. You select with him. the character. You press the reset button. Start the game. <laughs> select another character, and that's how it works. That's that's, that's, <laughs> that's one, one Adrian's button. life hack. <laughs> Adrian's life hack on Mortal Kombat Two. Uh, yeah, but there are also there are also three hidden characters. I mean, I was talking uh, before about the fact there are different versions of the arcade game. These none of these characters were in the original kind of version of the game. First two that came in were a female ninja called Jade. Oh, yeah, right, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the other black character in Mortal Kombat 2. And, uh, the other, the second one was another Sub-Zero Scorpion reptile palette swap called Smoke. Of course. Yep. Grey Ninja. Yep. And if you kind of fought him, he would have all this, like, smoke trailing him as he moved. Looked really cool. Yeah. And then in a late, still later kind of version of the game, there is another character called Noob Cybot. <laughs> uh, 
how did it, that's a weird name, don't you think? Well, it is. <laughs> it is a strange name. Noob, we, we know what the word noob we means. We know the yeah. We, noob, we, such a noob. we know the real noob cybot, don't we? We we know <laughs> yeah. half of him at least. We know half of him. The other half won't talk to us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's been told he's not allowed. Apparently, Ugh. Warner Brothers says no. Warner Brothers said Ed Boon not do. Yeah, because I was speaking to someone like I forget, I forget his name now. He st- he works. He's one of the graphic artists that works on loads of Mortal Kombat. Because I was like, mm. yeah, it'd be great to interview a Mortal Kombat alumni. So um, I, I got chatting with this guy, and he does really good comic book art. And he's like, yeah, you're not going to get an interview with me. I'm not allowed. And the chance you have an interview with Ed Boon is basically zero. Zero. Then I was like, well, John Tobias isn't connected anymore. Let's see what he says. He said yes. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Thanks, John. I know. Yeah, good old John. Yep, plug that interview a bit more. <laughs> John, 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 John Tobias, go check it out. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, obviously Noob Cybot is Boone Tobias backwards. And he is made entirely of black shadow. Um, That's great. Yeah, and uh, what is the other hidden thing in the, the arcade game that you can access if you get to 250 matches? I don't know. How would you even get to that? Would you have to... So in the arcade, you have to play 250 games consecutively? I think so, yeah. That's mad. How would that cost? <laughs> Wait, yeah, so that cost in the arcade. Either. Well, 50p a go, I don't know. Blimey. But uh, if you kind of get, if you pass through 250 games, a message flashes on screen. And says, you get to play a game of NBA Jam with four Mortal Kombat characters. I wish. How good would that be? Oh, that Keith, good. don't tempt us. Can you imagine Goro with his four arms? Be like, that, yes. I'll do everything. He'd be like the, ult, the uber defense. Who would be the best player then in NBA Jam then if it was Mortal Kombat? Oh, good question. Wasn't Raiden like meant to be seven foot? Huh? Or Smoke could literally just fall out the air and just slam dunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scorpion could teleport too. Scorpion would just use his like, yes, teleport and use his old like. Get over it. Spike um, puncture the ball. You puncture it, but you get it in the net. Though. The worst would be Baraka, though, wouldn't you? Can I imagine? I'm not touching the ball. Oh, oh, stop it. Don't pass it to me. Don't pass it to me. Oh, scratch the ball, pop the like ball. Like that yeah. joke, that family guy joke about Edward Scissorhands being the babysitter. <laughs> yes. Oh, that yeah. joke recycled, yeah. 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 Um, that's, uh, no, nothing that uses that much memory. You get to play, uh, like, message flashes up going, like, you, you need to, like, do a new challenge and it's... You get to play as Bill Clinton. No, you get to play a game of Pong. Oh. Oh. What? Great. Can you imagine the... <laughs> what a challenge. What yeah, how exciting. Be? Congratulations, you've won another game I've of Pong. I spent a month's wages on Mortal Kombat 2. What's it going to be? Oh. Is it at least Pong, Pong. with fatalities? <laughs> Not as far as I'm aware. Oh. Well, maybe there are fatalities, but it's only in, like, line form. Oh, yeah. The line just goes, it just crunches, like... <laughs> Or goes on fire. <laughs> Maybe that's Smoke's <laughs> nickname. Whenever he disappears, he leaves a bit of a pong. <laughs> oh. Adrian's here <laughs> all night, shaking people. shaking his head. <laughs> Adrian's, Adrian's here all night. Easy. There's a simultaneous eye roll and head shake from Rob then. <laughs> uh, yeah, things that didn't get into the finished game. Originally, everyone in Outworld was going to be a Baraka. We talked about that. Um, there was also going to be another female character, a kickboxer. And uh, a bonus round character called Q Huang. Kuhuan. That's uh, what that's what it said when I watched. Okay, yeah. Tell me more. Uh, and I, like they actually hired a guy to play him as well. Like they, I think they shot the stuff. There just wasn't room in the end. Oh. Hmm. I mean, there was a lot packed into the game. Yeah, but how did they get even more in than in Mortal Kombat Three? Then, if there was no room, um, I guess technical just advances. They made I guess room. a more developed uh, they made room. board. <laughs> they made room. Must have more characters. <laughs> Anyway, uh, maybe they use a more advanced chipboard for that. I think. Yeah, probably. Oh, money talks, isn't it? Money talks. <laughs> so, uh, out of interest, did anyone else play it in the arcades? 
Nope. Only played on the Mega Not Drive. Not that I remember. Um, no, I did see it on the arcades quite a bit. Because um, I used to, like I said, I used to go to lots of family holidays around the beaches mm. and stuff. All Haven holidays and whatnot. They always had arcade machines. You know, wait a minute, you never played it in the Debenhams? <laughs> Maybe. Um, blimey. Did I they s- have it in there? That's think. actually a good question. They might not have. I because think I, have... My, my memories of that are so Sega linked. Like, I remember. I can't remember Sega any other games World, in Sega the, World. One of the last times I went there, they had Mortal Kombat 3 on the oh. arcade, I think. Because they definitely had non-Sega games in there. Like yeah. I remember mm-hmm. seeing Killer Instinct. No, no, Killer Instinct, Primal Rage. Primal Rage. Oh, right. I rinsed all my money on Virtual Racing. So that was that. That was that was my two quid gone. <laughs> yeah, you could have spent 150 or whatever to get the Pong game. So you play Pong. I, I want to get Pong. I want to play Pong. <laughs> oh, you have to spend 250 pounds on Mortal Kombat 2. All right then, fine. I mean, I definitely played it, and I think the one th- like the, obviously the graphics and sound what leaped out right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just love the atmosphere of the game. Mm. Kind of, we were talking about it being set in art world. Just mm. the mute, like it's so dark and mysterious. I think like the backgrounds really add to that as well. I was gonna oh, say it reminded me some of the some of the stages because I'm quite hazy on. My favorite stages are the ones with the evil trees that grow and sc- and like oh, scowl yes, at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the one on the bridge where like your fighters in the background, they're these like two fighters in a background in the distance, and one of them is on fire. Yeah, and he's like, nice. "What's going on over there?" I remember that. Yeah, and uh, like on Sha- yeah, and then Sharkhan's level with Kano and Sonya tied up mm. in the background. There's also one where, like, you're kind of fighting in front of this big portal and there are druids floating up and down. Oh, yeah, and yeah, that was, yeah. There's, like, the reptile level where you're kind of fighting in the sewer and there's, like, a, a river of acid in the background. It's brilliant. It's so great, isn't it? I mm. love that. I think it's kind of the backdrops to those 2D fighting games. There was such a massive part of it. So you know, beautiful. How, if you yeah. think about the memorable ones, like these Mortal Kombat ones and the original Street Fighter ones, you can picture them like straight with away. a little bit of animation in and the back, all the little yeah. details, it, it, like yeah. the guy in Street Fighter, the guy plucking the chicken in the tunnel these stage, just little things. Remember like when that, everything you know? went 3D and the backdrops went really, bad really basic yeah. and everything? <laughs> yeah, because it was more about I suppose about the 3D combat. Mm. And then, but you look at the backdrops, and I'm like, oh amazing. my days, they yeah. were terrible. Oh, and uh, but you can't beat a nice bit of 2D art. I just remember there's one level where you fight um, in front of you fight in an armory. You can see like all like the weapons have been made in the background. You can see like the nice. kind of I don't I don't remember. That I all. don't I can't remember what the name of it is, but like the lava kind of thing that blacksmiths use. You know what um, I mean? I don't know what you mean. Yeah, I'm just trying to oh, forge. A forge, yeah. But is that what the lava is called? No, the lava is just molten metal. Molten metal, yeah. Yeah, but that's they, what I mean. Like that's forge. kind of flowing out in the background. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of, um, and I think the music, I ca- it's weird, I can't really remember to, any of the music to hum, but it's, it just fits the game so well. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. I mean, kind of, and obviously, like, a big step forward in terms of how it looked, how it sounded, but uh, I think the gameplay as well, it's a huge leap forward. It just felt so much more smooth. I think, like, the first Mortal Kombat game, it felt defining different Street Fighter 2, but also a bit stiffer. Mm. It wasn't. It didn't flow. It wasn't as playable as Street mm. Fighter Two. Yeah, I feel like Mortal Kombat Two kept the central mechanics, like the double tap of the joystick to do the moves instead it was of a lot the more holding with dialing yeah. action and mm. like the block button. But it really does feel faster, and just mm. everything fits together well. They definitely worked on the responsiveness. And like, because the first game, I played trying to play those now, like the SNES and the, like yeah. the Genesis Mega Drive versions, and it can't get anything together. Mm. Like it's. I don't know even how I managed it back in the day. But MK2, yeah, bam. Yeah. My my view is MK1 was 
flashes of brilliance. It's a really int- a perfect time to release that game. Really showing off like human graphics, fatalities, stuff that was all new to fighting games, but it was a very raw game deep down. Flashes of brilliance that they thought, well, let's let's actually turn this this game. Let's that tinker we- it. Let's tinker it. We've got something quite incredible here. Quite lucky. I'm not having not trying to belittle the game, but they were quite lucky uh, in a way of getting all that attention. And they thought, well. Do we turn out another half decent game and just hopefully just ride in the name, or do we actually make this uh, a genre defining uh, fighting game? And actually, I think they achieved that with Mortal Kombat Two. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think we were talking in the Mortal Kombat movie episode. There was like I think with number two when they were being it was being made, there was realization that hey, this could be the center point of a whole fictional universe, and mm. we could it could be not just games, but like movies yeah. and just all the other kind of stuff coming off it, and you could really feel that universe really starting to grow with number two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what else was new in number two? Um, fatalities. There wasn't just one anymore. Each character had two set fatalities and... Uh, Babalities. Friendship. Friendship I was going to get onto both of those. Friendship But what I was going to say, there are also stage-specific fatalities. Yes. Mm. Um, Which? If, yes. It's kind of an eternal champions thing, truthfully. Well, I think Didn't this came first. Mortal Kombat, where you could oh, yeah. spike off, off the bridge and okay. Yeah, they did that. Yeah, but let's let's say it was an eternal champions thing. Yeah. But because um, Michael Latham's going to listen to this. Yeah, Michael. <laughs> But anyway, on this one, you can like you can uppercut someone onto the spiked ceiling at one level. Yes, you can uh, uppercut someone into the acid and like the reptile. But you can't level. just do an uppercut; you have to do a special uppercut. Correct. You do have it. to do a special button combination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, my favorite one, I think most people's favorite stage-specific one, is on the bridge level. You can uppercut them and like they 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 fly up and they fall to the side go, and yeah. then it switches to like a kind of a front view. Oh yes, and they go. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. you see them smack onto the concrete floor. <laughs> yes, oh, it's Rob, so mate, good. That's what I'm talking about. That, Mortal Kombat Two. They took everything great about the first one, just expanded upon it. Little things like that blew your little mind as a kid. So what is this? <laughs> Loved yep. it. And obviously, um, each character's, as we said, had like uh, two fatalities. Anyone have any particular favourite? Oh, I see it blurs in. I like the ass, uh, reptiles one. Doesn't he just, just you turn into a skeleton? Doesn't he just the acid all over you? This is the problem. When I when I played it the other yeah. day, I didn't bother looking up how to do any of the fatalities. So I literally just do uppercut. <laughs> I used to know <laughs> I used to know them all, and I talk about a story. If Rob lets me have a chance to tell the good story. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I think Aaron's got a good more combat <laughs> no, but, story. But I'm just saying, I used to meet me and my mate, and I talk about my mate a bit later. We spent hours trying to work out all the fatalities. It was it was part of the fun of the game. Yes, yeah, same. Well, you yeah. mean work them out or actually re- get them off magazine? No, we get off magazines, write them out, and try try a little bit. There's a bit of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anyone else have any particular favourites? There's been too much praise in this podcast. I'm going to mix it up. I hate Mortal Kombat. (laughs) I hate it. Do you know why I hate it? Because it's too damn good. We haven't actually got on to... uh... The the critical portion. I mean, like, the kind of the announced portion. It's more, I guess, kind of the features. But, yeah, moving on from there, as you guys said, you also get friendships and babalities. Oh, yeah. Babalities, obviously, quite, uh, I guess, self-explanatory. You turn the other character into a baby. I t- <laughs> Rob, mate, you, <laughs> when you see a baby, you say, oh, that's a lovely-looking baby, and sometimes you think that's a bit ugly. But <laughs> The Baraka baby is not a good-looking baby. If you meet a Baraka baby, I'm sorry, you can't lie. I'm saying that kid... 
that's got problems. <laughs> I need to I run away from that kid. It looks like an evil baby to start with a little yeah. bit. In Harry Potter, the, the, the last Harry Potter film, I don't know if you guys know, that Voldemort... He gets oh, yeah, Voldemort like, is he a baby. He looks like that. <laughs> Voldemort baby. He's like a Voldemort baby. Dude, you, we've just said Voldemort three times. <laughs> He's going to come after us yeah. now. Is he like Candyman? Yeah, yeah you can't... Oh, that, he who shall not be named. Times, eh? Well, don't oh, say right. the B word too much. Don't say Candyman anymore. We said, I think we've already said it three times. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe the same person will say it five times. Oh, okay. Uh, It'll be all right. But we're in the same room. Oh, no. is, is there, before Dill messes it up, animality? Is that in this one? Yeah. That's before number Dill three. Says something that's a three. That's, that's number third three. one, yeah. Well, animality. <laughs> because apparently not there the are all... Not the B word. I mean, no. the thing is, with Mortal Kombat 2, because you had all these new versions coming out, and there were all these stuff being added, and there was like word on the street and kind of all these secrets. Mm. Animalities were actually rumored to be in number two. Ooh. Okay. They were rumored to be something you could access, but no one could kind of find them, even though you know what these things are like. People swore they'd actually seen it in the game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Are you telling me gaming myths and conspiracy theories actually exist? What a joke. <laughs> Next, <laughs> we'll be doing podcasts of them. <laughs> we'll have to do another episode of that at some point. But, yeah. Um, yeah, like, no, animalities didn't come in officially till number three. All right. But the other kind of thing was friendships, where instead of killing someone or turning them into a baby, you can do something nice, like give them a framed photo if you're Johnny Cage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, um, I just remember the, the, the rainbow one, wasn't it? Yeah, who was that again? Was it, is it, um, Katana? Katana, I think. Don't quote me on that. Um, yeah, is it with the fans? Yeah. Oh, that's, I think she made a nice rainbow pattern. Oh, yeah. And like, uh, if you're Sub-Zero Reptile Scorpions, they like, buy a, a doll of me. <laughs> oh, do you know what my favorite one is? Out of all the friendships. Kid Thunder! For Raiden. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he kind of, he does like the lightning and like, it goes like, it flashes off the screen, Kid Thunder, and you have this little version of him and he goes, Kid Thunder! I don't think I've seen that. that. I've got got a question for you, gents. If you could be a friend of any of the Mortal Kombat 2 characters, you know, lifelong buddies, who would you, who would you choose? I think, ooh. Would you be, would you like to be my buddy? (laughs) I'm not your buddy, guy. Um, that's a good question. Johnny Cage too difficult. Was, that's too difficult. Anyway, he's too oh, difficult. No, Johnny Cage is in this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he's annoying. He'd be, though, yeah, he'd be too annoying. He's just too flaky. I think he'd always be like... Uh, yeah, sorry, Rob. I'm, um, I'll sign autographs tonight. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Liu Kang would be the most dependable, but I also feel like he'd be a bit of a dad. I'm going to yeah. go with Kung Lao. Okay. Yeah. I'm always struggling opening jars, <laughs> so I'd probably go for like Jax or something. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. Jax would be right. Yeah, Jax. Yeah, cool. Jax, I can't open. I can't get into my sunrise tomorrow. Yeah, you can do all the heavy lifting around the house. You can do all the heavy, heavy lifting. You can get in my fence panels. I tell you, one person you're not allowed panel. to be friends with reptile because you're not good looking after frogs, mate. <laughs> oh no! Oh, don't bring up frogs, dude. <laughs> These sorry. guys don't know the that story. That was harsh. No, I do. Let's not let's not take down the mood. Let's let's keep no, it. Let's sorry, keep it upbeat. Like, let's keep it upbeat. I mean, kind of going through these. I don't think reptiles capable of human speech. Um, Katana, a bit of a princessy attitude. Melina, mm. I don't. Same because clone. Melina and Braca, I just I don't even want to get into that whole <laughs> no. kind of that thing. Sub Zero, like it's just scorpion. too cold. Yeah, I th- <laughs> yay. I think it's yeah. Too, yeah, too both too standoffish. I just. I think it's got to be the Jacks. Handy though, in a heat. Now. Yeah. Sub-Zero. Oh, really handy. Yeah, which we, which we get, get off a lot, a, a lot of in England. <laughs> it's true. Well, Jacks it is then. Let's Jax. invite Jacks. So, yep. Jacks, if you're listening, you're welcome <laughs> we to join us. We need some jars opened. Please yeah. be our friend. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm kind of getting through uh, my notes. We've actually kind of done some stuff out of order. But, um, yeah, what did people think of the game? I hated it. No, no. <laughs> 
No, it's good. It's bloody good. Mm. Come on. Although, Adrian ra- raised a, a question on Twitter, didn't you? Is it better than Street Fighter 2? Oh, that rustled a, f- a couple of feathers. What, is Mortal Kombat 2 better than the original Street Fighter 2? That's why I asked, yeah. Okay. I would say yes. The original I... Street Fighter 2. Not a uh, turbo... Yeah. That's a different kettle of fish. Yeah. I still go, I, I find SF2 still easier to pick Same up. here. It's very, again, I didn't play as much of Mortal Kombat. So but I, I think you're forgetting how slow the original Street Fighter 2 was. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'll go to Turbo or, or yeah, well, I'm, yeah, I mean, Turbo, that's what I'm saying, it's a different kettle of fish. What was yeah. the general response then? Uh, people love MK2, don't they? People love MK2. Are you going to go on that, on we, that later? We, yeah, yeah. we'll go through some okay. tweets later if that's cool, because I can't, you know. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. uh, we should probably talk about the actual transfer to consoles. And now it went we all, really well. And home computers. <laughs> and home computers. Amiga didn't go that well. I mean, like, we all remember the hype behind the first Mortal Kombat on consoles with Mortal Monday in September 93. Mm. Um, like, like legendary TV at Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Rob has to say it at least once a year. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, like everyone kind of rushed in the streets. 12 months later, Mortal Kombat 2, uh, would be released on Mortal Tuesday. Why, but, why, uh... Because they wanted it the same day for some reason, September the 13th. And it's a two, so it has to be a Tuesday, isn't it? Oh, I didn't even get that. That's right. Tuesday. Tuesday. (laughs) So Mortal Kombat 3 had to be a freeze day. (laughs) Sub zero, basically, yeah. Yeah, but it was uh, actually backed with a $10 million advertising campaign. You know, I don't know really how that kind of compares to most big brands, but for like one release for a game. It sounds like for 1993. That sounds like Megabucks. Yeah, for a video game. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, we kind of talked about the uh, Mortal Kombat 2. It grossed 570 million in the arcades. That's, I mean, huge compared to pretty much oh, every film that yeah. came out. That it must be bigger than literally every film that came out in 1993. I would have thought maybe not Jurassic mm. Park, but definitely everything else. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, um, centerpiece of this was a live action ad that featured the characters played by the actual actors. Doing kung fu moves interspersed with game footage. Keith is looking at me confused, but not everyone confu- is not confused. I just don't remember it. Because I was going to say the same thing. Never I can't it. remember Never the saw ad. It. I don't, might have been targeted to whatever we were watching. Back no, I, I just don't think they showed it in this country because right. I don't remember seeing it at all. But yeah. I looked it up online, and it looks really good. Like the editing in it, and like the actual kind of moves, and reptiles got like the face of a reptile. Oh. Uh, it just looks really good. You got like that proper like me and pumping, Keith went, ooh at the same time. We're like, ooh, you got like reptile. the pumping like dancey kind of film type music in the background as well. From what, oh, it looks really good. And there was also kind of a raft of other merch. Um, there was collectible, there was a collectible sticker book which I got. Oh, look at you, Francie I don't Dan. the Mortal Kombat sticker, but I remember the Street Fighter one. Yeah, yeah. we were we yeah. were hard into the yeah, Super Street Fighter one. Yeah, because we all did the Super Street Fighter 2 sticker, book, didn't we? Yeah, and yeah. I actually completed that one. Me I was, too. I have the I complete one upstairs. Yeah. I haven't got it anymore. But I completed sure. it, and I had enough to do half of another one. <laughs> Matt, wow. that must be worth something now, completed Super Street Fighter 2 sticker book. It's in a book. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've kept it, yeah. that. I bet it is. Yeah. I bet it is. Off to eBay I go. See you guys later. Uh, yeah, but I got that. I didn't complete Mortal Kombat 2 because not as many people collect actually had that as Super Street Fighter and mm. there were less people to swap with. And I'll be honest, I just lost interest about two thirds of the way through. Um, but there was also a comic book, which I don't, I think I remember seeing the shops and thinking, man, that does not look good. Mm. And I looked at back up, looked back up and the art on it is bad. Cheap, cheap, well, cheap. Yeah, like yeah. it looks bad in the same way the animated series looks bad. Yeah. Same kind of terrible animation. 
Mm. Yeah. And they also actually did a tie-in CD of the arcade game music, and they sold it in shops. Did they? Yeah. With the iconic cool. logo. With the, but it's got that kind of lightning but smoky background, isn't it? I think we'll mm. come back to isn't it like yeah, it's like a darker kind of yeah, yeah. I like how they turn yeah I like Love the whole combat purple yeah. isn't it like much enough. like the um the first one but yeah there's like purple clouds behind mm. and mm. there's like a big first red first one's more too. red and, and colourful I think maybe I'm wrong but anyway yeah um Dylan was actually wearing a t-shirt the first one but he's put um I'm rep- now wearing the Gardner Minshew NFL shirt <laughs> I know everyone at home's like <laughs> everyone's at home's like what yeah anyway uh, but yeah, that but was wearing a Mortal Kombat shirt it was and it was too warm, and I wanted to wear this, so I changed. <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's get on to the console versions. Mega Drive version, made by Probe Software, located in Croydon, just like Bandersnatch. Come on, Croydon! Croydon! Respect! Uh, they also did Mortal Kombat 1, and they were later bought by Acclaim in 1995, and they became Acclaim London eventually. We also had Ocean here, I think, as well. Do you want to hear Ocean and whoever yeah. did Turtles. Yeah, Do you want to Croydon was big, man. Croydon he's was like, big. He's like, Croydon can't be that Do you remember when I was working in um, <laughs> Saber Point, Dylan? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, I was working Point. in Green Dragon House. You know Green Dragon House. Green yeah, Dragon yeah. House. Above the Green Dragon, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know? It's yeah. an office space. I'm not even joking. I think I was, this is before the podcast, I was Googling Speedball and stuff, Speedball 2. And I think the company that made Speedball 2 on the Game Boy Advance, I think, were located in Green Dragon House, wow. a few mm. floors above me. Mm-hmm. And about this, this is ju- I found this out a few months after I left the, the company. So I was like, oh, I wonder if my thing can still work. I wonder if I can pop up a few extra floors and see if they're working on like another speedball <laughs> game. Yeah, in Croydon. Man, Croydon used to be good for video games, good for record shops. It used to be good it for everything. for a lot of things now. It's good for nothing. It's good for nothing. It's we, good for... Uh, it's good for arcade it's attack, It's good for actually. retro gaming podcast. It's, it's good, good for... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what it would be good for, like an apocalypse film. If you wanted to film like an, a zombie apocalypse, Croydon's your ticket, yeah, baby. Yeah, knock down yeah. half the, the city centre. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. looks like one, yeah. True. Yeah. Anyway, uh, or if you anyway. want to do like an other world film, like a more common other world oh. film, there you go. It looks <laughs> like the other world. Anyway, like uh, the same years Acclaim bought that in 1995, they also bought Sculpted Software, which did the SNES version, having done, as we said, Super Star Wars and Royal Combat 1. And they also did the SNES version of Doom just prior to being bought. Oh, no. <laughs> Less said about that. I mean, better. they did their best. They did it, yes. <laughs> uh, like there when you people... rub a little kid's head, oh, good, good you effort. did all right. At you least did all right. You tried. Oh, you. There are people, I mean, it's amazing that Doom was even on the 16-bit console. Exactly. So, you scary. know, it, yeah, yeah. There's still some people out, out there who like it. <laughs> so, I mean, those are like the two key versions starting off. They also released it alongside um, Game Boy, Game Gear, Master System. I, we'll just get that out of the way quick. Has anyone actually played those? I had the Master System Mortal Kombat yeah. 1, but by the time that came out, I was an Amiga boy. I was an Amiga boy. So. Amiga. I mean, again, like, I'd never played it, the 8-bit versions. I looked up some footage on the YouTube. The 8-bit Mortal Kombat 1 was very impressive. You'd I mean, never this... know that was a, it was borderline not an 8-bit game. I would go then, that. Yeah, go on. But then, yeah, I'm assuming MK2 was. Yeah, similar. similar. Like, I, w- I wouldn't say there was any confusion over it being an 8-bit game. Mm-hmm. The sound, I think, would have given it away yeah. right away. Yep, yep. But it looked pretty good for what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't. It's weird because, on the one hand, I had no desire to play it, mm. but on the other hand, you know, as a technical kind of work... They managed to get the sprites impressed. right. The thing about the 8-bit versions, if you look at them, like, the sprites are really good, but yeah. as soon as it starts moving, you're like, oh, there's, like, yeah. two there's like two frames of animation yeah, for walking or something. And, and, yeah. yeah, but it's just amazing how they even crammed that in there. And, and for me, being a Master System boy when the first one came out, 
very pleased they bothered to do that. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, the 8-bit reviews, pretty good. I think, like, a lot of kind of mid-80s to, mm-hmm. like, early to low 90s. But obviously, like, the SNES, the, we'll get the Amiga in a sec, Adrian. But um, <laughs> the SNES and the Mega Drive, I think, because they came out early with the two key versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, did anyone play both? I played in the SNES the- version. I think I played the Mega Drive version, truthfully, but I can't remember it. I just remember the big version I played. (laughs) I must have played the Mega Drive one, but I I haven't really got strong memories of it. I played the Mega Drive one a lot, but I also played some of the SNES. And Mm. I've got to say, out of those two, we talked about the the original one and how I think the the blood definitely edged it for the Mega Drive. But I think this one, I've got to give it to the SNES. The SNES is the better version out of the two, I think... By, I wouldn't by, say by some distance because they're both great games. They're both really good adaptations. But I think the SNES, just, it looks better. Like, it's it's proper colorful. In fact, I would say the more relevant comparison would be the SNES to the 32X version, which came out a few months later. And, uh, but anyway, we'll get on to that in a minute. Um, like, uh, the, how do the console games do critically? Mega, like Mega Drive, oh, ridiculous. Both huge scores. Mega Drive got ninety-seven percent in CVG, ninety-four in Games Master, oh. only eighty-five in Sega Force. Never liked Sega huh? Force. Yeah, I never no, Sega that. Force was lame. Yeah, I never Sega <laughs> Force. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I couldn't find the uh, mark, but I'm pretty sure. Although Sega Mish- Force did that Master System spin-off comic, um, comic magazine for a while, and I bought. Oh, that. okay. Master Force. Master Force. <laughs> Master System Force. Force Master si- Something like MS that. MS Force. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Me Machine Sega gave it 96, but that's just going off memory. Yeah. So, yeah. were those scores all higher than Street Fighter 2 on the home console? Or about, or about the same? Um, <laughs> why, Keith? Why did you open that can of worms? Roughly the same. I think a lot. Like Street Fighter 2, like on the Mega Drive series, I think... Generally looking at 92 and upwards, mm-hmm. 92 to 96, 97. So I'd say roughly the same. Pretty much on par. Snare's got 96 in CVGs, so slightly less. 94 in Nintendo Magazine System, the best Nintendo like magazine. Mm. Uh, Games Master released the top 100 games of all time supplement, I think, the following year. And where do you think they ranked Mortal Kombat number two in the top 100 games of all time? I think I know this because I think you mentioned it before on a podcast. I've mentioned this before on a podcast. Was yes. it number one? It's number one. Whoa! Whoa that is some with praise. The, with the snares version as the definitive, the definitive version nice. in their eyes. And so, when, sorry, oh, when was that? Would that have been ninety four? It's ninety five. Ninety five. Could be ninety four, but I'm pretty sure it was time. like Whoa. early ninety five. Thirty two X, not quite as ecstatically reviewed, but generally above ninety yeah. percent. I think like the kind of general consensus was. It, it was up there with Snares as the best 16-bit version. I kind of looked at both of them together. There's a comparison video up on YouTube mm. if you want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked actually much of a muchness, really. I think 32X had more detailed graphics, but Snares was slightly more colorful in a lot of them. Uh, I th- you think because they were just pretty much close to the arcade anyway, so I yeah. couldn't get better. Like you know, there yeah. is, There's got to be a ceiling for Mortal Kombat 2 ports, you know? Yeah, I think... I just have to give it to the 32x. I think just in terms of the uh, kind of detail in there, but it's a close one thing. It's an expensive like, game on the 32x, by the way. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, it costs a lot of money if you check it on eBay because one of those games. I thought I might just check out if it's cheap. I get it, but I was like, no, <laughs> too much. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And the Amiga version um, that got reviewed well as well. Like eight. Good. I mean, 
I guess similar to like 30 to the 8 bits. Like, it got reviewed well, but not brilliantly in the same way like the other ones. I mean, I, again, I, I never played it, but I looked it up and it looks, a, I'm going to say, it looks a long, long way behind the 16 bits. <gasps> How could you? Like, pixie graphics, the music <laughs> is dodgy, like, it's slow and jerky. They never, but, they didn't do an AGA 1200 version of that, did they? They just did a standard. I'm a, I'm a 600 one, boy. Don't, don't one megabyte. Me. Yeah. And did you play it with a joystick with one button? Yeah. How? Please explain it, it auto, to me how it, it auto chooses. It auto chooses. You kick and you punch. How does depending it know? on how far away you are from the your character. But, but Keith, we know is new, that we, it? we knew is no that different. how it did it. Is that how it worked in Street Fighter 2 as well? I no, Street Fighter 2, I think you have to press up and. I forget it. How'd you jump? Oh, it just, uh, I, I can't even imagine. No, so you have to I can't even. No, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I loved it back then. The Amiga version, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Um, because think about it. We had Street Fighter 2, the slower, it was so slow, wasn't it? And then we had body blows, okay. which, you know... <laughs> Street Fighter 2. Blows. The thing about Street Fighter 2 Amiga is that it's nice to look at, yeah. still, pause it and have a look <laughs> yeah. at it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, when it's it starts colorful. moving, it looks horrific. Um, yeah. yeah, so I got it off my uncle. He's like, oh, here's a couple of new games. And I think I think I got Mortal Kombat the first one, but I didn't really play that because I obviously Mortal Kombat 2. And wow, and the amount of time I, put, I spent into it. Yeah, it's brilliant. And you could do all the fatalities. I believe so, yeah. There was definitely some fatalities. Did you have to use a keyboard? Did it all just auto-choose what you did? Was it oh, one blimey. Sure? It's been a while. I haven't played it for yonks, my friend. Oh, but, I've got to get that on my emulator. Um, got to have a look at that. But I've got a good story about it if you want to hear it. Is this the second no, story? No, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's, let's hear you more. Is this the story we've been waiting a year to hear? Yeah, a whole year. So people are like, oh, finally. It's time. Finally. This is it. <laughs> let's have it. I'm picking it up too much. Um, well, yeah, like, like I said, I've got more combat too. Played it for a long time, my brothers. And then one day at our school, a new kid turned up, didn't he? I think it was in year eight, which is like second year for us in high school. Okay. It's basically year eight. And it's like this new kid. He's like, who's this cool kid? And he's got, he had a leather jacket. He was Italian. I was like, wow, this guy's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't know who you're talking about. Go on. <laughs> Should I name him? Yes. Yeah. So, Giuseppe. No, it was John Conti. I was like, he oh, was John Conti. Oh, yeah, and I was like, yeah. whoa. And we started chatting. He was like, yeah, we, I like video games. <laughs> and I, like, I like this guy. He looks cool. And I'm like, we started chatting and we, we actually became very good friends. Uh, and then we started to um, go over each other's houses and we played other games. But me, I was going for that Mortal Kombat period. I was like, oh, this is great. We've got to play some Mortal Kombat. He was really into it. And we would spend hours trying to unlock all the secrets. And it was like, yeah. And I think he, we had a sleepover once around mine. And we were pretty much up all night just playing Mortal Kombat 2 on my on my Amiga. It was so wow. enjoyable. All and then, then, like about a month later, John was like, yeah, come over to my house. We'll play some Mortal Kombat 2. And we played again through the night. And then I woke up. Uh, and John's dad, very nice man. Uh, he, was, he was an Italian guy. He was very nice. And he was like, yeah, I made you a nice salad. I was like, okay. Don't really like salads, but... And it was an Italian, you know, the Italian free bean salad. Is that, is that what it's called? Or, or four bean salad in the cans? I was like, no. I'm not sure. Definitely get three bean soup. Yeah, I'm not. Canned yeah. salad? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, in a beans, can. like Italian beans, like kidney beans and oh, like, yeah, beans. all those crazy beans. And I, I, I like baked beans, me. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> is that what you did? You went, sorry, have you got any baked beans? <laughs> this is why Brexit happened. <laughs> or you said, can I made you a have salad, you got, dude. Have you got yeah. any ketchup you I can put be, on it? It was a nice lunch, but it wasn't. <laughs> and I feel really bad saying this, but I was like, oh, I don't really like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw him. A, I saw him a couple of years ago in Play Nation Games. Actually, oh, that, that, that comes to that because there's, there's, oh. there's a twist. Oh, there's a twist going on. Um, and I remember because uh, John's dad was cool. And he was watching Pink Panther as well, the film. So, like, mm. what is this? And I was like, we were watching it a bit, and I was like, this is quite funny. Uh, but <laughs> just Mortal Kombat. It was, it, it, we loved it so much. Um, and then, yeah, I saw him quite recently. Oh, 
Because in um, Nation Games, in, he's no, still there. No, in the school, this is funny. In the school I work at, uh, you know the school guys. If you listen back, is uh, we do like an open evening once a he year. He told me about this. You <laughs> yeah. go on, you go on, you yeah. go. And um, and my job, oh man, they give me a lot of responsibility. My job is to usher down the guides, and the guides are basically students who take the parents around the school. And I. I've got a good view. Basically, we're on the second floor, so we can look down. If, the, if there's loads of parents come, we sort of usher the guides out. And I was, I was looking out, and I was like, oh, I froze. I was like, I know that man. And I was like, the people who helped me. I said, I've got to go. It wasn't John. I've got to go. I said to the people who helped me, I've got to go. I, I need to leave. I'll be back in. I'll be back in a minute. I ran down. I was like, yeah, John Conti. And I, he was like, yeah. What are you doing? I said, like, I work here. And he's like, oh, my daughter might come here, or maybe it's his, his son. I apologize, yeah, no, John. His daughter. Yeah. Daughter. He and he's like, yeah, we, we, we're just looking around schools. And I was like, oh. And I was like, we, we do what we do. We do a, a retro gaming podcast called Arcade Attack. It's quite new. This is like four years ago. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I might check it out. Um, and I was like, oh, I hope you're doing well, mate. And, and that's it. That's it. And then you saw him. The last time we played Nation Games, yeah. and then he told me that he saw you at that evening. <laughs> Did you but run then, up to him and say, you're John Conti? <laughs> you're, jo- I mean, you're John Conti! <laughs> I think the more pertinent question is, did he ask you about the podcast? He was like, I think he didn't mention it. I, I was just like stood at the counter and like, and this guy just goes, Dylan. And I'm like, huh? Hi, John. Was <laughs> he still wearing his leather jacket? He's still wearing that leather he jacket. He loves that leather jacket. His, he loves part it. Of his nice. skin or something. Vintage. Yeah. Oh, I love him. And do you know what? He's a cool guy. You know, we've kind of lost touch. And mm. I'm going to, but we are Facebook I don't friends. think his daughter went to your school. No. <laughs> Not after that. <laughs> Who's that, that scary teacher <laughs> shouting at me? I'm just like, he's always in a leather jacket. You're making him sound like the Fonz. <laughs> hey, he's the Fonz. The, hey, I'll tell you one thing for you. He was a Mortal Kombat expert. He really was. He Thanks for everything. telling me that. Thanks for not charging me for that bit of information, dear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you wanted to know all the fatalities, you would pay good money because John will show you. Just, wow. All right, then. Yeah. Maybe I'll give him a £10 and he can well, show me. Uh, <laughs> you can look them up on the internet. I'd rather give John £10. No, <laughs> no John, John he explains it better than the internet could ever wish. So, yeah. John. And actually, what's really cool about John is spelled J-O-N. So, he's extra mysterious. Yeah. Extra mysterious. Like the one from Garfield. Well, maybe. Is that true? Yeah. No, John Arbuckle. Yeah. That's J O N. <gasps> so there you go. Mind blown. Mind blown over here. <laughs> so that, that, that was my story about crazy Italian salads and sleep, not sleeping and just playing. I mean, that combat. was worth a year's that wait. That was a good yeah. story. That yeah. was definitely worth a year's wait. Thank yeah. you. It was good, but I think I prefer the sunglasses story. <laughs> oh, don't, let's not open that can of worms. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, get, getting back to Mortal Kombat 2, um, <laughs> the reception, like, sales, man, were huge. The arcade cabinet actually outsold the original. The oh. original sold 24,000, this surprised. is 27,000, and apparently pulled in 100, millions, $100 million of takings just in the first six months. I mean, we talk about 27,000, cabinets cost around four grand each around this time, mm. so you're looking at 110,000, 110 million. For, uh, Imagine like if you just had an months. arcade and just have loads of MK2 cabinets. I'm like, yeah, it's come. Yeah. Come. <laughs> NBA Jam, obviously, we've gone through this. A ma- immense hit around this time as well. But that only sold about 20,000. So even though the actual cabinets took in f- a lot more money than Mortal Kombat 2. And apparently, they did take in a lot more money than Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, it was the Mortal Kombat games that were actually big hits for Midway themselves. Wow. Yeah. And uh, like, how did it sell on console? The answer is extremely well with that advertising campaign, obviously. Mm. Um, the figures I looked up in the, um, the US alone, 1.78 million copies in the Mega Drive, which is less than NBA Jam, which sold 1.93 million. Oof. But 
More than uh, Street Fighter Two Special Champion Edition, one point six five. Wow, wow, that's yeah. madness that people didn't go mad for yeah. that on the Mega Drive. Well, I mean, did, they, but they did. It, it was, was like, yeah. it's no, but yeah, Champion Edition. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I think, but they're both like in the top twenty or thirty yeah. best-selling mm. games ever on the console. Yeah, on the SNES, it sold one point five million in the US, so like less than you know, like uh, the Mega Drive version. Also, have to reiterate, this is in the states, just in the states. Yeah, mm-hmm. it may have actually Street Fighter Two may well have been bigger here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but, uh, so, yeah, it sold one point five million in the US, twenty seventh of all time. Uh, more than NBA Jam on the snares, which sold 1.22 million, which was actually weird enough, according to these stats, the same as Mortal Kombat 3. Ooh. Snapsies. But it was below Super Street Fighter 2, which pulled in 2 million. Yeah. Though that was possibly because it was bundled with the snares and Mortal Kombat 2 wasn't. Oh, can you imagine the Mortal Kombat 2 bundled snares? <laughs> It'd be oh. good, but come on, man. Super Street Fighter 2 would have been enough for me to actually get... Imagine like a yeah. duo one with Machine. Like Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat come in the in the case. Oh yeah. I mean, because on console they came out around the same time, so you felt like there was a real rivalry between those games. Yeah, you were, mm-hmm. there was no camp body blows. You were either camp MK2 or camp Street Fighter 2. Yeah, because I mean, obviously the big rivalry in those days is Sega, Nintendo, Sonic, Mario. Because yeah. these games are on the same console, I think there was maybe more intense. If that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, you because feel it was, it more. Yeah. everyone had a stake in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Body blows. I just want to say it one more time. <laughs> no, Keith's going to walk out the door. Don't and keep saying it. You say it four times. Something terrible. <laughs> yeah, you said it three well, times. Terminator will turn up from yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah. Just don't say Rise of the Robots. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, in, but kind of going beyond that, going beyond critical reception of the magazines, going beyond sales. You'd think the fuss over violence would di- would have died down after like the big thing in Mortal Kombat One. Like, hey, maybe mm. people are less sensitive. No, people are not less sensitive. Uh, it actually got banned in Germany completely, which I actually forgot about until I kind of did the research. But I actually remember that at the time. They're so wow. strict. They were, so, was they, they were really yeah, they strict, were really strict on censorship yeah. stuff, weren't they? Uh, but not just in Germany. In Japan, it didn't get banned, but it was released with green blood instead of red. Which I don't Would know. Look weird. Yeah. And uh, the, the black and white fatality sequence. So, like, when it went to fatality, the whole screen would go, like, monochrome. So, I guess so you couldn't see, like, the blood and dismemberment, or it was less. That sounds cool. It's like a film it's noir. Yeah, like yeah, film, noir. Yeah. film noir fatality. It'd be black and white, but the blood would be red. You know, that's yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, uh, is it Sin City, Sin, does that? Sin City. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Sin Or maybe. All the characters in the German version have green blood, but Reptile has red blood. You know, it's an <gasps> alternate universe. Palette swap. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I mean, although, technically, that wasn't blood. It was acid. Okay, yeah. Also, I'm pretty red sure... Red acid. Pretty sure, like, that Reptile didn't have green blood. He did red blood like everyone else, but he just spucked Spat- green acid. Yeah. Is that right? I'm pretty sure if you punched him in green, come on. Sorry, I've gone really high pitch. You went to Germany and played Mortal Kombat 2. That's, I that's did, your problem. I? Yeah, that was one of my many German trips as a child. I mean, we could, we kind of crossed over a bit at this point, but the Mortal Kombat films conceived mid-93 when uh, the arcade game was still in testing form. Um, and filming began in August 94, like the uh, month before it came out in like on the console. We've covered that already, but I think... Um, we to cram everything in Annihilation. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, let's cram Mortal Kombat 2 and Mortal Kombat 3 all in Annihilation no, and make Com- it... Mortal Kombat 2 is in the first Mortal Kombat film. Like, a lot of those characters 
are actually yeah. in the first one, aren't they? Am I just hallucinating that? I don't know. Um, no, it was the second one. It was the Annihilation. They're all in. They the crammed one, it all in, into yeah. Annihilation because uh, okay. the first one was very kind of core. Yeah, more combat, more combat. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure right, in Annihilation they crammed it in. Because Annihilation was so good, you forget about the Annihilation first film. was just the best film I've ever seen in my life. I mean, after watching Annihilation, I wanted to forget about all the films. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted all to forget films. about cinema as yeah. well. <laughs> all the films. Yeah. Now, it's funny though. I mean, we probably touched on it when we did the more combat films pod, but it's, it's kind of hard because I didn't realize at the time, but we're talking about these sales figures and numbers and stuff. It's hard to put into words how massive Mortal Kombat was at the time. So mm-hmm. you can see why they thought, yeah, this is definitely something that mm. can become yeah, and bigger th- than just the games. Yeah, it did feel like, I think, obviously Street Fighter 2, I think, for me, was bigger. Mm. But you really felt like Mortal Kombat stretched out into popular culture yeah. in a way that Street Fighter didn't. And I think part of that was maybe the, su- the success of the film. Mm-hmm. But it, did, it really kind of did feel like something was hipper and kind of just more relevant. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of get onto the legacy, I think, in a sec. Um, were you going to read out some stuff people sent us, Adrian? Uh, give me two seconds to get things moving. Let's just do a bit of scatting <laughs> while <laughs> Adrian's getting that up. Scat bop ba doop bop. Scat it beep. Scat doo doop Do you know what? Like, uh, while, while you're doing this, we have a, f- a brief few seconds. Scat ba doop bop. Like, yeah, I kind of had a week off. Of Kind of two or a couple of months ago during the pandemic, so I listened to jazz for the first time. Oh yeah, oh, you were yeah, scatting. Jazz. You were scatting. Yeah, yeah, I was scatting, man, like a like a jazz man. I was like doing oh, scat, yeah. and you know they don't just uh, like call it scat because it sounds like. You well, know. let's get to swear. On Do you want to hear uh, some, uh, some comments? Yeah, some feedback. Adult themes. Yes, and I'm I'm twisting it's head big time because I'm going to kick with Facebook first. Yes, thank you for oh, saving on. me. From All right, that. so Adrian's <laughs> found his phone. Adrian's found relevant <laughs> yeah. page on his phone. So here we go. So I found some interesting comments. So I just literally asked, any views, stories, or opinions on the classic Mortal Kombat two? Is it the best in the series? Better than Street Fighter two? I asked it. Wink. We are huge fans, I said. Um, and your views may be shared on the podcast. Let's share some. So Andy. Andy, Andy. Andy, Andy. Andy, he's back. He's back and he says, it's definitely my favourite, but not better than Street Fighter 2. I remember playing a mate and beating him 18 consecutive times. It helped that I owned the game and he didn't. Oh, Andy, you. Oh, Andy, you I'd like to know is, was he like accumulating them with babalities and friendships along the way? (laughs) Well, no, it says here, I own the, uh, sorry, it says, I wrote on a little sticker saying, Andy beat Dan 18 times in a row at Mortal Kombat 2. Poor Dan. And sticking it on my computer desk as a reminder of my skills. (laughs) Well, what I would say, Andy, is you've got to do it another sort of 232 times. And you get Pong. And you can play Pong. Yeah. My quick, view, quick maths, but he's like pretty good. Maths. Yeah, they are maths, aren't they? Oh, correct. Yeah. Did he own the arcade maths. game? <laughs> well, <laughs> question yeah, was that, yeah, that wasn't in the consoles. I, t- I no, is it arcade? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so give Ant, go back in time. Give Andy the arcade cabinet. Yeah, and then get him to beat his mate two hundred and fifty times in a row. And Chris McCauley, another Chris, AA member, Doctor Chris, short and sharp. This he just says the best and with the greatest in brackets classic storyline. Okay. It's a good storyline. And it's better than Rise of the Robots. Oh, don't. Oh, you don't. Don't. Well, don't me on Rise of the Robots. Another AA member, Timothy Wilson, he chips in, says, better than Street Fighter 2. He says, yeah. Better Why than Why are we just plugging our own Fighter opinions? <laughs> nah. <laughs> it's like, 
I'll have a little echo chamber. <laughs> oh, this is a bit sad though. Chris uh, Contreras. Contreras. Contreras, that's better. He says, after all these years, I'm still not any good at any of the Mortal Kombats. No, it's kind Chris, of sad, I, really. I feel your pain, man. No, yeah, me too, mate. <laughs> but Rubbish. there's a little twist. He, he said a second comment. I just bought Mortal Kombat 4 for my PC. So I've been on a tear with that. Oh. So there you go. We'll have to get your opinions on that another time. Um, Jamie Waffling Taylor. Oh, he's, he's written an essay. He's written an essay. He says here, for me, Mortal Kombat 2 will always be the Mortal Kombat that I think of when people talk about the property. He had everything that I went, sorry, I want out of an over the top brawler, over the top violence, character designs, which looked real due to the rotoscoping real martial artists, a bonkers storyline and immediate replayability. I never played it on the arcades, but I played the Mega Drive port over and over again. Mortal Kombat 3 was the final good one in my opinion. The fourth game lost the spark, but the first we had it, and it's been downhill since then. Oh, Chris uh, is going to have a terrible time with Mortal Kombat 4 then, isn't he? Well, I know. It says oh. it's relying on kitschy gimmicks, celebrity characters as platform exclusives. This didn't work for Soul Calibur 4 or Tekken 6 either, and has never cut it. And the transition to 3D always felt like something had been left out. I can't put my finger on it. And he finishes by saying, Mortal Kombat 2 is one of the reasons why we have age ratings on games now too. This Street Fighter 2, Streets of Rage, and so many others, which were branded as children's games at the time. Um, and apparently there's a reference uh, from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, apparently. One of the fun reference in an old episode. Um, yeah, it, the context is that the Uncle Phil wants to get a home security set up, and they've been broken into, and the salesman drops an MK reference. Uh, I haven't got time to watch the reference, but yeah. Does he like give Uncle Phil a fatality? Well, oh no! I'm well, sad now because I just remembered he's passed away. Well, let's let's play it and then we'll see if it, the sound comes through on the. Should we do it? Okay, no. <laughs> go on then. How crazy are we? We're going. We're going. This is lost forever to ruthless looters, mangled bodies of innocent people, slaughtered like lambs. God, where was this? Mortal Kombat by Sega. <laughs> by Sega. <laughs> All right, um, what do you recommend? This little baby right here. There you go. Mortal Kombat by Sega. <laughs> not by Sega. <laughs> um, good old Mike, Mike Rees. Um, he says reptile above any other character on Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, and he's got a lovely reptile tattoo. That's what she on oh, Well arm. played, well played, Mike. Yeah, well wow. played. Arm oh. and or leg. Oh, I think nice. it's his arm. Mike's got some dope tattoos and they're all like, like gaming tattoos. Reptile. Uh, Sean, a uh, good friend of Sean says, nah, never been a Mortal Kombat fan. <laughs> Okay, thanks, thanks for Sean. your contribution, Sean. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Good to I see did. you, sir. And the last comment on Facebook says, Charlie, you. Not Charlie, oh, me. Charlie, you. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Charlie. yeah, yeah. Sorry, Charlie. Charlie's um, also an uh, AA member now. He's wearing the right stuff on the side. Stop. Yeah. Anyway, well, Char- go on. Charlie, you says, the first two things that come to mind is the game's ridiculously high difficulty in the arcades with the AI that would get it so tough and it would seem like they are actively countering your intentions. As, to, as opposed to having its own uh, AI. The other thing for me is I, I was afraid of the commercials when I was younger. Wasn't a fan of Scorpion and Sub-Zero's mask. Wait a minute, he saw the commercials? Yeah, he's, he I, he, he's, he's in America. He's a sharp cookie, this he's Charlie. Some, he's somewhere else in the world. I've never asked him. But, uh, he's, but he's he said he didn't it. watch TV for weeks because of it, so he was scared. Um, regarding Mortal Kombat 2 versus Street Fighter 2, I'd say that Mortal Kombat 2 has a slight edge 
over Vanilla Street Fighter 2. Oh, well, there you go. The vanilla one. Yeah, yes. the vanilla Harsh. one. Primarily because... No, the vanilla one, not the super and... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah primarily, primarily because uh, they are both quality sound fighters. The secrets, like hidden characters and Easter eggs, and urban legends tied to Mortal Kombat 2, and Noob the NK series as a whole... Make my friend, uh, my friend circle talk about it and a lot more than Street Fighter 2. There you go. Yeah. Um, is there any, any other comments? Do you oh, want to well. go to Twitter? Cause there was a lot, dude. Well, I can't read everything on Twitter cause I've literally broken Twitter. Right. Um, do you want me literally to scat broken more? it. Well, the, the, the amount of people. Literally, Rob. Do you want me to scat? <laughs> interlude. <laughs> Jazz interlude. Again, I asked the same question cause spoiler alert, I just copied and pasted it. <laughs> <laughs> Same question. Uh, do we no, copy no. and paste between social media platforms? No, no we do not. No. <coughs> Maybe we might do it. Uh, <laughs> Dan, Swooper D. 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 Swooper for me, it still has the best and most memorable cast of characters, while the story is a natural progression from the first. And he says, before it all got a bit too silly, the expansion of fatalities and introduction of friendship and babalities felt totally in line with the dark yet comedic tone of the series. Um, yeah, there you go. He says the gameplay was probably the best ever on that particular game. Wicked. Yeah. Um, Outrunner, he says, I suck at it like all Mortal Kombat, but still had a lot of fun with it. Uh, and like it a lot. Still is one of my favourites too. Even, uh, and even sold, uh, as old as it is, still one of those I suggest somehow, um, sorry, so, you somehow never played it yet. Sorry, I didn't quite get that. Um, he likes it basically. I think. He likes it. I think your kid, <laughs> kid likes it. Well, yeah. I've got the CEO of Mortal Kombat fans. <laughs> the C- wow. <laughs> the CEO of all Mortal Kombat fans. Yeah. Oh, dude, let's hear what he has to say. He says, I ordered... That's CEO, what he has to say. <laughs> CEO. Wow, we got some good jokes on our first. You did, because he, he, he controls you, dude, officially. <laughs> you can, t- you can <laughs> tell that we, we, you can really tell that we're all in the same room today. <laughs> I know. Because we're just vibing. He just says, I ordered the official Mortal Kombat 2 comic from Midway and used, used to read it almost every day. I would say this helped cement my appreciation, appreciation for all things Mortal Kombat, especially the lore. There you go. He's a fan. Law, L-O-R-E. Yeah. Not the law. <laughs> no, no, I am the law. I am the law. Can you imagine if I am the law, L-O-R-E? I'm the CEO of Mortal Kombat, and this is the law of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> all must obey. You must like all the comics that Mortal Kombat's ever made. The so art isn't, does not suck. <laughs> Stupid English yeah. language. After this podcast, you're out, mate. You, you're, you're, you're banned from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, Matthew Smith, I'm sorry, I can't read everything. You've just literally... Matthew's given us a... Wait a minute, the one from Doctor Who? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. He's actually, uh, he, he made the Amiga Square album, didn't he? So he's, he's, I did and it's very good. I have it next door. He sent me a copy, didn't he? So thank Mm -hmm. you, Matt. I'm sorry, I can't read out everything, Matt. We'll be here all day. Mm. But he says, as a coin up, Mortal Kombat 2 was clearly designed on two principles. First, that there should be tons more secrets to find because that's what everyone liked about Mortal Kombat 1. And second, that it should be over with as quickly as possible to suck the maximum amount of cash from players' pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone else didn't cynical, like the uh, arcade uh, AI? He, he's a sharp cookie, Matt, and I feel sort of bad not reading all, all these comments, but like I said, we'll be here for hours. But he's, um, yeah, he's got an interesting view about things, so there you go. Yeah. He was not impressed with the AI, was he? 
No. Anyway, wouldn't. let's leave that there. Uh, Curtis C. Stewart. No one Stewart. likes eating sharp cookies. No, that's true. Curtis <laughs> C. Stewart. I wonder what the C stands for. Curtis Curtis, I reckon. Curtis Curtis Stewart. <laughs> Hello, Curtis. He says, my opinion of Mortal Kombat 2, the Mortal Kombat tril- trilogy, are the best Mortal Kombat games, period. Mm. I grew up playing Mortal Kombat 2, SF2, religiously. Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2 isn't a better fighting game than Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 requires skill and more competitiveness, plus its gameplay was unmatched. Mortal Kombat 2 and Street Fighter 2 are both excellent fighters, even to this day, good times. So I still prefer Street Fighter 2. Sorry, Mortal Kombat fans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is interesting that you look at kind of the retro gaming tournaments. Street Fighter 2, like even the old stuff, turns up a lot. Mm. Mortal Kombat, not so much. That is odd that it's not even... It does kind of feel like comparable. it's more of a scope for like the moves and like the variation in the gameplay mm. than there is in Mortal Kombat Two, is there anything in the fact that it was bigger in uh, Street Fighter was much bigger in Japan than Mortal Kombat? Do you think? Mm, possibly, but I don't think the Japanese like players are really that massively represented in the international no. tournaments. Or maybe it's just that the footage online is of the Western ones. Mm, okay. But I'll tell you something. Actually, I know it's we're kind of getting into a side tangent again. But one of the interesting things about watching like even like old Street Fighter sixteen bit stuff, the tournaments, is that people don't just choose like Ken Ryu. Like people will choose. Like Vega and Balrog as mm. like their main characters, and like even saying like Dol Sim is like a big one as yeah. well. It's or funny because an expert. with Ken and Ryu, yeah, there's a bit of actually predictability with what you're going to do with those, and because they're mm. so popular, those kind of those lesser. If you can master those lesser characters and those like timing those like those dash moves from Bal- like Balrog and stuff, and Dol Sim with his stretchy and like like different fire combos, I suppose there is more scope for beating people with those guys. Yeah. But it's because you, know, you know that there's fireball coming. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, there's going to be a helicopter. Okay, dragon punch coming. You can kind of see it coming. But yeah, go a bit left field. Do, do mm. you guys want to hear another C- CEO's opinion? Oh, I love CEO Which of CEO this is? guy. This guy's Mortal Kombat Habit addict, but he's only the CEO of Lin Koo fans. So I think Lin Koo, is that another Mortal Kombat character? Lin Koo? Well, there must be loads we don't know. Yeah, uh, not, not on the first three. I'll show yeah, you maybe a picture it's a of him. I don't know if you Maybe it's a later him. one. We don't know the later but, ones. But he's still a CEO, so we've got to respect him. That we, looks like We need the CEOs. Mo- that looks opinions. like the Mortal Kombat 3 version of Sub-Zero. Well, oh, without, oh, the, without the mask. Yeah. Well, let, let's hear what he's got to say. He says, pound for pound, one of the best game sequels ever. New interesting characters, new and improved game mechanics, added fatality, and friendship and babalities. Not to mention the epic sound design. You could literally hear MK2 cut through all the noise of the arcade with those epic sounds. Thank you, CEO number two. Like it. Do we have a third CEO opinion? Uh, <laughs> um, I've got to finish. We've got a few more. We've got, I'll finish with this one. Cause, Do a um, couple more because Rob wants to finish up. Yeah, yeah D- Daniel Pacina. I think we should let him maybe yeah. the last one. Oh, yeah. Master Daniel Pacina. Sorry, sorry. Johnny Master. Cage and Scorpion and Sub-Zero and Reptile. Because I, I tagged him in. I thought I'd be a bit cheeky in tagging yeah. him in. And I tagged him in. And he said, um, we had a bigger budget for certain. A lot of ideas we had for the first were added to Mortal Kombat 2, including ideas from more people working at Midway. Um, yeah. Didn't they cut him off for the third one? Well, Wasn't was that the say, last one he worked on? It actually reminds me of something I forgot to put in the notes, but um, it kind of came up. I thought we might have talked about this in the Mortal Kombat film one, but um, I can't remember doing it. But actually, like a few of the, the people who were in the first one sued because their likenesses were being used again and they weren't being paid. Like, the woman who played mm. Sonya Blade was one of them. I mean, mm. yeah. Bec- I guess because she wasn't kind of fighting in it, maybe mm-hmm. they didn't think to pay her. But yeah, like, there was... 
I think yep. they, they settled out of court. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to use digitized versions of real people, then. Yeah. They're, You've got to pay. Yeah. Their likeness. Yeah. yeah. I've got one more comment. Sorry, Daniel, if, if, if could I, we made a little lie then, but this is quite a funny comment. So we're Divi at H. Divic. He says here, I remember uppercutting my brother into acid for the first time. One of the hypest moments of my childhood, next to discovering porn. Nice! <laughs> yeah. Great, wow. great comment, Divi. That's nice. Yeah, that was good. Wow. I mean, that is Adult quite something. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, just, so just to finish up, I mean, we will do Mortal Kombat 3 in a year's time. So, <laughs> don't really need to do. I'll direct... be able to add comment to that because I actually owned that one. So, yeah, we don't really need to do direct <laughs> comparisons between. Yes. Between like uh, two and three, but I guess just at this point, up until say the end of 1994, that kind of thing. What do you think Mortal Kombat 2's legacy is? People think it's a very good game. Well, obviously. <laughs> I mean, people would pay good money for that that comment, <laughs> that, that feedback. I mean, what Mortal Kombat is still going to this day? They could have really messed it up if they'd have messed up Mortal Kombat Two. Mm. If they'd have made it somehow worse than the first one, yeah, I would argue. Then it's that would have been it's more important than the first yeah, game. In it way. cemented so it. the series, didn't it? Yeah, as the first a, one was like real... I said, had a few flashes. I mean, they, I wouldn't I have thought it'd be the Mortal Kombat Eleven. I mean, back in those days, if someone tells me there's a Mortal Kombat Eleven, I'm like, huh? No, it no. must, you know, it's what stopped it from just being a copy, a ripoff or a copy of Street Fighter Two yeah. to its own series in its own right, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think I was t- touching this earlier, but it really feels like Mortal Kombat was one of the few games. When I say few games, I mean ever really to kind of go out of the kind of gamer bubble into wider popular culture. Mm. I mean, you just played that clip. Of it, like yeah. it being mentioned on Fresh Prince of Bel Air, made by Sega, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like Street Fighter Two was massive. It was massive in gamer circles. It feels like Mortal Kombat, like Sonic. Um, can you like? I think I don't know. There aren't really that many like Pac Man, obviously Mario. Mario. Yeah, like I don't. I don't think even Zelda that much is really that huge outside of gamer circles. It no, feels yeah, like feels very fair, yeah. few kind of games actually space invaders obviously have made like that massive jump out mm. in mm. fact i can't really think of that many in the last kind of few years that have done that mm. yeah it's a good point and it, it kind of really feels like i mean part of it is a plot it's part of it is the fact that it came out at the right time mm. it was all the gore it was like obviously same era as doom and like all those kind of like violent shooter games but man it really does feel like a genuinely important game Part of it was just that brilliant logo. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah, it is. It I mean, man, that is. Mortal Kombat logo in general is just such a masterpiece of branding. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, like the film was contributed to it as well. But mm. I just think two much more than one. Even I think it really feels like a properly. It's everything about it is great. It plays great. It looks great. It sounds great. The merchandising behind it is just great, and just the atmosphere. I think I always come back to the atmosphere. They have a good story, but it's the atmosphere, like the levels and just the detail. Everything together fits so well. I think that's why it broke out. That's why it was so big. It's because it just felt cohesive as a work of art. And I don't think there's really too many games from that era, from the 90s, you can say that about. Plus, it introduced me to free bean salad. Free bean salad. (laughs) Which I quite like now. So... I'm just showing a picture. <laughs> you quite like it now. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I, I wouldn't order it at a restaurant. And if someone said, here's a free bean salad, but yeah, brilliant. So, John, John, if you're listening and you feel like you, you know, you want to invite me over for another salad, I'll be up for it. 
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at Arcade Attack UK, at Keith Barlow82, and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Arcade Attack UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10s, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care and we'll speak to you soon.